Welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with investors, influencers, and remarkable personalities. Hello and welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with our investors, partners, and remarkable personalities. I'm Konstantin Kogan, co-founder of Gamespad. And I want to start today with something more unusual. We're not going to talk about the madness that happened last week, FTX and all the <laughs> all the domino effect that some of the companies that were, uh, uh, I would say, damaged by it. But we're going to talk about positive things. So uh, let's start. Let's start from interesting facts. Uh, the topics of today's discussion: the former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey sold NFT um, on his first tweet for two point nine million dollars. Bridge uh, Oracle CEO Sina Estavi uh, is the current owner of the NFT and has tried to accumulate tokenized tweets uh, of Elon Musk. As we can see, uh, theoretically, anything could be tokenized into non-fungible tokens, and including tweets. Uh, and now, how how can we make the NFT successful in this market? That's the real question. And in today's episode, we will discuss it uh, with the topic of secrets to a successful NFT launch. And we hope that, that uh, such seasoned NFT expert and as our guest will share more with us. And welcome, Gerald Com, uh, is a New York Times bestselling author, co-host of uh, Bad Crypto Podcast, NFT and blockchain expert, and professional keynote speaker. Hi, Gerald. Hey, how you doing, man? It's good to be here. I mean, you know how we're doing. We're all asking the same questions: What's next, and how how can we how can we re-strategize in this mm -hmm. uh, market and you know, I don't. We, I don't think you do need to. I don't know that you need to re-strategize if you're doing good and if you're being honest. If you're doing good and you're being honest, you keep moving forward. Um, the 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 market is re-strategizing it itself by weeding out the bad actors, which is a good thing for all of us. Hundred percent. But at the same time, we see the 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 data, the numbers. For example, simple fact that secondary market NFTs are probably at its lowest, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to ask uncomfortable questions. What's next? How do we make sure that you like there are people who are actually working and building right now and we all have respect for them, we're doing the same. But the opportunities are not equal for for the people who are just starting, right? So I just want to ask you this question, like, you know, if you were to give an advice for projects, uh, owners and builders who are starting right now at the bear market, what would be the first suggestion? Be an original. Uh, stop looking at what everybody else is doing or has done and go, how do we duplicate that? The, the ones that are going to succeed are going to be the ones that stand out by doing something new, something different. Uh, the, the ones that are going to take risks. You know, Too often, somebody's got an idea for something they want to do and others around them will say, well, nobody's succeeded with that before. That's never worked. Great. That's an opportunity as far as I'm concerned to take a risk. Trying to duplicate. If I see another gosh darn ape knockoff, there's zero originality in this stuff. I mean, I've seen some that are really good art, but so many of them are just these plain knockoffs of apes. I'm like, do you have a single creative bone in your body? Why in the world would you spend your time doing this when you could be creating something new, finding a new way to add utility, create, there's all kinds of great artists out there. The, the apes got lucky. Okay. Um, you know, right time, right place. I understand. I've been there before. I've been in the right time, right place. You don't necessarily have to have the best quality to succeed. Uh, case in point, McDonald's hamburgers, you know, they're all over the world, but it is a crappy, lousy, stinky, 
you know, piece of meat, if that's what is even on that thing, right time, right place, right marketing. And so why do what somebody else has done? Be an original, take a risk and be willing to fail at it. Um, and you've got a much better chance at some rabid success. Yeah. So let's assume like we're, we're talking to uh, a creative artist who's actually really talented and created an exceptional 3D art. And then now we're talking about the next level, right? The person needs to have a team of who will help him to build a community, understand like how to build a marketing hype around it. What other secrets would you recommend to, to the founders who already are original uh, to take into account to be successful? Well, the question is, is what value do you want to deliver to your audience, right? We, we, we've seen the same types of utility on roadmaps as, as kind of goes along with my previous statement. You know, everybody's going to give a piece back to charity. Everybody's going to do an airdrop. Everybody says they're doing a metaverse or there's going to be a game. Great. What is it about yours that's going to make it unique, don't just say, well, ours is going to be the best. What other utility? You know, when you think about NFTs, they are keys that unlock magic boxes and creators get to decide whatever they want to put in that magic box. That means we've barely begun to scratch the surface of what's possible, of what can be delivered to the consumers and customers that own these NFTs. Again, pioneer, take a risk, be willing to take some arrows because that's what pioneers do as we prepare for the mass adoption that is coming. And that's exactly the point, like, right? You talk to a lot of uh, uh, creative people, right? I'm sure you have dozens of amazing utilities. So maybe you can share with us like one or two that actually personally excite you. Uh, for utilities? Well, look, I, I think yeah. that the tie-in um, for digital and physical is a big deal, right? Uh, it's great to be able to have some uh, some digital apparel that you can wear in the metaverse, but I think actual apparel that pe- real people would want to wear in IRL is a great move, you know, whether they're, they're caps or shirts or jackets or pants or shoes or whatever. Um, that is tied to the digital twin so that the item is transferred with it. If somebody owns the NFT, they own that item. I like that. I really like the community um, uh, NFTs where you own a membership card and that membership then unlocks all the various benefits, You know whether it is um, to get into a private discord or other community or into a metaverse or real life events to get into conferences. In the future, we're going to see all of these loyalty programs that we participate in, in the form of NFTs, and many of them will be transferable. And right now, I can't take my United mileage and transfer, you know, the my my membership number to somebody else. But um, I, I think for a lot of these, you know, why can't I do that with the Starbucks membership number? Why can't I sell that? To somebody who wants to, you know, have my years of drinking Starbucks, even though I don't drink coffee at all. Um, I think that these these memberships that especially if they're limited and exclusive are going to be a, uh, a very popular way of delivering value through NFTs. No, I, I agree. Fidgetals and and membership clubs are amazing. I mean, we we do have our ecosystem, which is membership, like you know, with GameSpot. You need to have an NFT to participate in it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if I would wear my devil's advocate cap, right, and and listen to other criticisms from the community, they would ask, okay, well, then if you want to have a membership, you need to stand out. You need to have something more than just another club, right? And then the traditional thinking of it, like you know, like a linear tunnel thinking that, well. Let me invite some celebrities, right? Let me attach 
I will specifically like Tom Brady, Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> and then they would get in trouble, right? Now, in your opinion, is this strategy still viable? Sure. I mean, influencer uh, connections are always viable, but just having an influencer is obviously not enough. We've seen a lot of collections from big name celebrities, NFT collections bomb um, just because it was tied to their name doesn't doesn't necessarily mean there's a lot of criteria that has to go into the NFT, right? First of all, people have to have a personal connection to it. They have to feel like this influencer is actually involved and cares about the community. If they're just lending their name to it like you know like a celebrity would to nike and they're on a tv commercial that's not personal that is like that is this distant thing and if you like that person you might buy the shoes but in this new web 3 world we are looking for personal connection so it's more than just lending your name or getting paid to have your name attached to a collection it's more than just a throwaway oh look who's on board i don't care who's on board i care who's involved who's engaged so that celebrity needs to be as much a part of the project as whatever the the nfts are themselves and they have a much better chance of having success people want to touch the hem of the garment they want to be close to celebrity so you know i think this is why gary does well with uh with what he's done because he has these events and people like to be close to him they like to go to these meetings and 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 feel like they're engaged you know with the process uh, sometimes the artwork alone will do it uh, along with some good marketing you know we just saw sir anthony hopkins nft series a few weeks ago do really well um and sold out where some other celebrities aren't even you know close to selling out we're seeing the floor on uh, johnny depp's collection you know completely collapse why is that what else could he be doing is he doing any um meetings is he doing any zoom calls where people can get on and q a him i don't think so i think it's like here here's my mm-hmm. art you should buy it because i'm johnny depp and i'm an artist well guess what not enough gang yeah i agree you know it's interesting i'm actually um subscribed i want to go to the uh, since i'm a new york fly fish club like the the first nft restaurant by gary right you know so gary uh-huh. open it and yeah. that's a fun utility so besides being a member member of a club you also remember of something like fun as a restaurant right you can go there you can actually eat together you can meet people so that's an interesting combination and i'm thinking i believe we're going to see more of that uh in terms of like i want to talk about like something else so in terms of the market you know the consolidation what what becomes like a profitable empty collection we see that you've heard yuga labs like acquired CryptoPunks and and mebits right which is a very smart play right mm-hmm. now you know yuga labs now owns over 35 percent of the total nft market cap if we're talking mm-hmm. about like you know the successful collections right. right it's hard to compete with them basically whatever they're now releasing is considered like you know almost like a michelin golden standard in nft sure. space right and others are kind of like tier two to three, like they're like lining up. Now, in your opinion, like, you know, can this affect those who are just launching the new NFT uh, collections? Do they need to immediately somehow collaborate with them? Um, well, I would, I mean, if you can collaborate with them and there's a good fit, then sure, you know, if you're willing to give up um, a large percentage of your IP and your profits, then you can do that. But, you know, how many, groups are there on social media 
you know, on Facebook, how many individual niched groups are there? There's a place for everybody. There is, there are 8 billion people on this planet now. And if you've got something that you're passionate and excited about, they're out there, but you have to find them. You have to deliver value to them. You have to tell a story so compelling that they will then tell their friends that they need to follow you as well. Uh, If you're delivering value value finds its audience. Uh, But if you're just doing another PFP collection, even if you're trying to give them away for free, we see tons of free mints going nowhere because people don't even see it as worth the gas. Why? Because they see it as just another PFP collection. So value will find its community, add real value and Um, I think there's plenty of room for all kinds of niches and you don't necessarily have to partner with Yuga Labs. There's always going to be the behemoths, right? It's always going to be the giants. If you look at the top websites in the world, you know, who gets the majority of the traffic? That is not the whole internet. They just get the majority, but there's a lot of sites that are thriving. There's a lot of channels that are succeeding and doing really well without any help from, you know, the, the big ones. 100%, 100%, I agree. And uh, yeah, with this, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to hear more questions from community, right? Uh, we have people who are now joining us from LinkedIn Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, and many other places. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the questions to you directly. Um, okay. Ask me anything. Yes. And I will see how you're going to deal with them. (laughs) Well, my favorite answer of all is I don't know. So if that's the answer, I'll just say it. (laughs) Ultimate one. Okay. So let's go. Moxie from YouTube is asking, what is your opinion about Google's ad policy regarding NFTs and crypto in general? Are there points where you don't agree with them? So I'm not sure what the ad policy is. Uh, If you're aware of it, Constantine, then go ahead and lay it out for me. Yeah, I, I think they, they kind of now, if you remember, they, they started to block uh, a lot of advertising like for NFT projects mm-hmm. and crypto general, right? Mm-hmm. So which slowed down uh, marketing campaigns. So I think that's mm-hmm. what, you know, person is referring to yeah they're 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 covering their own legal butts they don't want to get sued they're scared it's you know look we are still in the early adopter phase of uh, crypto and nfts Uh, and when you see stuff happening like we've seen the past few months with all kinds of fraud going on it's understandable that they don't need to be involved in it there's a a lot of established businesses that they can uh, take money from that are are tried and true um in many of them, you know, look, even established businesses don't mean they're a scam. All you got to do is look at our world financial system. And I'm sure they're happy to take money from Chase and Wells Fargo. And perhaps some would say those organizations are the biggest scams and crooks on the face of the earth, but they're safe for these large corporations. Uh, do I wish that they would open up those policies? You know, I think we're seeing Instagram is uh, getting ready to make it where you can have a marketplace for your NFTs within the app. Um, so if if a marketing channel is cut off, find another. Yeah, I agree. Because that somehow, believe it or not, is, is protecting you from illicit activity, like different scams, you know, financial fraud. So you, you, you actually, there is a way, I remember we try to do that. You need to qualify for certain criteria, like, you know, as a financial service company. And then if you qualify, they, they actually provide you the opportunity to advertise. So that creates a certain filter. Um, okay, so then we're going to the next question, which is, 
coming from oldest from YouTube. Uh, do you think Twitter will experience changes in how NFTs are marketed after Elon's acquisition of the company? Um, yeah, you know, I think that uh, Elon is clearly bullish on crypto. Uh, I don't know where we're going to go as far as NFTs. I think his first move is actually going to be towards payments. So uh, as much as he has hyped Dogecoin, I think that Dogecoin is going to find its first mass application in Twitter payments. I think he's going to go there before he does Bitcoin, which uh, Bitcoin purists are going to hate. I think it's fantastic because um, Dogecoin is built by community. Am I buying? I do own some Dogecoin. <laughs> I have owned Dogecoin for years okay. and um, I'm, I'm bullish on it for reasons like that, that you've got somebody mm -hmm. who has control over a platform with hundreds of millions of users that sees the value in these microtransactions and uh, you know, love them or hate them. Uh, I think Twitter is going to do really well. You see all these crybabies that, you know, now that he's firing people that were censoring those whose political opinions they disagreed with, they're like, oh, your your site's going to die now. No, it's not. It's going to get better. In the moment oh. he he lets the president back on the site, there are people are, the people are going to screech. They are going to screech from the top of their lungs. Oh, that's it. Twitter's over. He's going to destroy it. No they're going to come in droves because it's entertaining and people like watching exactly. train wrecks. They're, they're drawn to it like a moth to a flame. And Elon knows what he's doing. I think it's going to work out really well for him and for Twitter. There, there's a lot of bumps in the road along the way. Um, but I, I don't see him giving up on NFTs. You know, right now you can set your NFT as your profile picture. The technology is already there. There's no reason for him to cut that off. So there's a baseline to begin with. The question is, is once he gets past these first hurdles of verification and unshadow banning people, like I'm shadow banned. I have over 600,000 followers. And if you look at my tweets, there's next to no engagement. It's like nobody's, they're not showing them to anybody. And it's probably because they didn't, you know, somebody there didn't like my politics. So it's fine. I think once he fixes all that, it makes it a platform where anybody is welcome to share what they think, then he's probably going to move on to some of these lesser issues. 100%. I agree with that. And uh, what people should not forget that he actually now has the record registration numbers right now on Twitter. So this this uh, tells you something that he knows what he's doing, right? So, yeah. um, okay. So we have a question from Slang from YouTube. He's asking, um, uh, can you name some of the essential principles you look for in NFT projects and which one of them are the most important? Probably uh, the question yeah. is from the standpoint, right? I'm sorry, say that again. I, I think probably if the question is closer to investment standpoint, if you were, let's say, to due diligence a project or an NFT. Yeah, well, I would never give um, financial advice in terms of uh, investing or telling anybody what to buy. But the things that I look for are definitely, do I like the art? Because if I'm going to buy this and let's say it goes to zero, am I still going to be happy that I own this? piece of art. I think that that's really important. Um, the the community, I think, is essential. Is there Are there a lot of people or a targeted group of people? Numbers on their own could just mean you've got people that are there to flip. Those are a cancer. I hate to say it, but people that are there just to buy and flip are not good mm -hmm. for the NFT ecosystem. It might be good for your own wallet, but they're just not good. And if that's you, and if you're looking at this as a way to make money, you, you might have a tough time, especially right now with 
this market, you know, being what it is. I'm not saying you can't, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying you are not the healthiest um, part of this ecosystem. I think the roadmap, like where is this going and what utility is there going to be to this? Is it purely a collectible? And there's nothing wrong with that if it's just a collectible. I've minted over one and a half million NFTs that are pure collectibles that never intended to have any digital, any utility attached to them. Beautiful thing about NFTs is we could decide at any time, hey, this thing that we said was just a collectible, guess what you can do with it now? Uh, so, but to me, being out front and saying this is what this is going to get you access to, this is what is going to be in that magical box that this NFT key unlocks, those are uh, real important. I think somewhere at the bottom of the list of things that are important, it goes to your previous question about influencers don't care if a big name is on board. What I care about is if that big name is engaged and deeply involved. Yeah, there's another question, which is like, I think it's a good sequence from this one. Uh, Lane from YouTube is asking, in your opinion, what is the number one reason why NFT projects fail when the hype is winding down? When the hype is what? When the hype is winding down. Oh, um, we see this a lot, right? We see the hype and then the sale begins. And if collections don't come out of the gate strong, then people are like, it's dead. And it often is, right? You can have a ton of people in your Discord and they're all excited, but a lot of people will be on standby and watching. And if they don't see it selling, then your 10,000 piece PFP might not sell 500 pieces. I've seen many do even less, sub 100. And you're thinking, but the art is really nice. So what is that it factor that makes an NFT collection go? I think it's really built out of building a strong targeted community that actually cares about what's being produced. This is why I say the flippers are so bad for the NFT community, because they just want to know, you know, if they can drive the floor up uh, 5X from the time that they meant so they can flip it. That's a cancer on the, the NFT world. That is not good for the collection. Those are not the people that you want to be seeking out. You want to be seeking out your tribe you want those thousand raving true fans that want to be uh, an integral part of this community that want to engage with you that that have a a stake in the future of the roadmap of what's taking place here and uh, i think that's why a lot of collections fail they don't really have that they don't really have a vision that is truly impactful and meaningful and doing something that somebody else has already done before a dozen times over doesn't make it impactful or meaningful no matter how cool that thing is, you have got to innovate and you have got to take risks. I really, so one of the collections I invested in uh, is the Bulls and Apes project. And, you know, I got done skewering um, ape copycats, but they did these really amazing 3D bulls. And they told people right out front, you have a six month money back guarantee. What? So what they're basically saying is we have enough funds for this thing that we're going to sell it. And if you never partake in any of the activities that use, you know, these items and they remain in the wallet, they're minted in, in six months, you could look at the floor price. And if the floor price is below your mint price, you can turn it back in. We'll buy it back from you. That is confidence in what you're producing. And guess what? We are now more than six months out from the minting. They minted, I think, for 0.17 ETH, and now the floor is 0.38, somewhere around there. So guess what? Nobody's re no, nobody asked for a refund. 
that's that's mm-hmm. the type of forward thinking that I'm talking about. And they were the first ones I saw to ever do it. I'm not saying nobody else has done it. They're the first ones I ever saw do it. And they continue to iterate and evolve and add value to their collection. I love it. I've, I play with my, uh, my bulls. Uh, the apes are coming soon, but the bulls are amazing. And with the bulls, you can breed them. And from breeding them, you create an incubator and then you spend the meth tokens. That's actually called meth that you earn for having these things. And it creates a teen bull. And now you've got these teen bulls and utility is coming to them. It's a, it's a complex ecosystem. And, and I applaud them for, um, for, for doing well with this and it's that type of innovation that is going to lead the way. That is smart. And it's a good example. Uh, and we have another question, which is actually a continuation of what you just described. So mm-hmm. NF World from Twitter is asking, I'm building an NFT project, uh, but uh, it's really difficult to build an active community in the card market. Do you have any uh, piece of advice for me? Uh, building a community. You know, I, I would like to know what is it that you do what it you know what is your passion that this nft project is built around whatever the answer to it is is you need to find your tribe of people that share that interest you need to engage with those people on twitter and instagram or wherever else you are without selling them uh, you know anytime you want to sell anything the goal should be to bring value first so engage enter into the conversation with all the noise and show people that you actually care uh, zig ziglar once wrote people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care so show people that you actually care that this is this subject matter that you're passionate about, that it matters to you and they matter to you and what they think matters to you. And you, you build relationships with people. And here's what happens when others sense that you care, they go, Hey, you should go listen to this guy. Check out what he's doing. Check out what this gal over here is doing because they're knowledgeable and they're bringing value. And it's a very organic thing, Uh, but it takes time. It takes time to do this. And a lot of people want the microwave solution. They want to just create a pre- piece of art or some PFPs and put them out and go, hey, I think this is really cool and you should buy it. That's not going to cut it. Rarely did it cut mm-hmm. it before, and it's definitely not going to cut it in uh, in this world today. So there's another question uh, uh, from Marion Kraft from YouTube. Uh, when I scroll Twitter, I see most of the cynicism about NFTs is coming from gamers. How can we change this narrative to embrace the gaming community more? That's a, such a great question. Um, so first of all, the narrative around NFTs is, and gaming is mostly fake, right? And we we know that. We know gamers are the perfect match. I mean, how is it that you're willing to go into a game and pay all this money for a skin that you can use in game and then you can't sell it to somebody else? You don't actually own it. You could just use it. There's going to come a day where you're done playing Fortnite. I say to tell you kiddos, but you're going to get married, you're going to have kids of your own, and you might be done playing Fortnite and all of that investment. Yeah, you had fun playing, but guess what? You can't sell them, can't do anything else with it. And it goes like that for any games. Um, and so they are the target market, but there's been a very uh, targeted campaign against them to say NFTs are killing the environment. So I think the first thing we need to do is we need to change the language on it. Stop calling them nfts go ahead and i would rather you sell a skin in game for your in-game currency and then announce to the players hey guess what 
it, when you're done with that skin, you can sell it. And then they, without even realizing what they're doing, that it's on a blockchain. They don't need to know that it's on a blockchain. They just know that they have mm-hmm. this digital item that they own and now they can sell. Wait, you mean somebody's going to pay me a hundred dollars for that, uh, that shield, that piece of armor, that sword, that, that weapon. Yeah, that sounds like a deal. Oh, I can get more and I can sell those too. So I think changing the language has a lot to do with it. And there are game companies out there that are starting to uh, to do this, um, you know, big time. Before we wrap up, like it's um, uh, on your website, you know, I looked it up like 15 things to look for in the NFT launch, right? So there is a actually beautiful place like... Uh, blog posts by you so we will post the link you know so just go ahead guys and uh, look i think that will help you to you know just to summarize what we talk about i mean this is what we are for here like you know entrepreneurs who are like taking risks also i highly recommend to listen to the you know bad crypto podcast one of my favorites they're they they might be direct they might be rough but they really talk about interesting <laughs> and sometimes they we're, reveal we're so rough well we just say what we think it's our show and we're not for everybody but uh if you don't mind 100 uh, and freedom-minded people sharing their thoughts and you don't get offended and want to go i'm offended i can't handle somebody's thoughts different than my own <laughs> and what i'm being told then uh then come listen to the show we like to have a good time and we are no, inclusive. That's that's we welcome all 100 and that's what i love about it like you know they're they're, they're very like raw in many things, which is very important in our today's world. Like, you know, you need to digest things the way they are. We need to talk about them openly. We need more open dialogues. And that's what I respect, you know, Joel and the team for, like, you know, then I'm sure you're going to. Um, listen, for now, I mean, we have obviously more and more questions, but I want to save it for the second time. Hopefully we're going to meet more, right, either on your podcast or we're going to invite you more to ours. And yeah, thank you so much, Joel, for your thought leadership in the space and also enjoy your answers. My pleasure. Be an original. Stay tuned with Games Hub, a crypto talk show by GamesPad.